1: We are roughly six weeks away from the 2021 Rock and Roll Hall of Fame ceremony taking place October 30th in Cleveland. At this point, little is known about this year's ceremony other than an impressive list of inductees that includes Jay-Z, Tina Turner, Foo Fighters, Todd Rundren, LL Cool J, and others. We recently sat down with Joe Quazala and Kristen Studdard, co-hosts of Who Cares About the Rock Hall podcast, to talk about their anticipation for one of the biggest rock hall ceremonies to date. I'm Troy L. Smith with Cleveland.com, and you're listening to CLE Rocks, the music podcast from the birthplace of rock and roll. Hey! All right, so we're here with Joe Quazala and Kristen Stutter, co-hosts of Who Cares About the Rock Hall. Um, now, it's got to be, I got to tell you guys, I think this is the hottest podcast when it comes to Rock Hall fame. <laughs> not that there's much competition out there, but <laughs> I, the work you guys have been doing, I think, to be honest, it's really sort of transformed you guys into top level, if not the top Rock Hall insiders over, like, the last year. You guys are getting, like interviews and, and just people are dropping truth bombs in these interviews that you got That's, about yeah. the
2: amount of access that we have gotten in the past year, especially is truly shocking. And, uh, wow. To corner this very niche market
1: and still not be able to get special <laughs> tickets to the induction. Exactly. <laughs> well, to be fair, they haven't put out their press credential stuff yet. Um, so we'll see, but no, I think you guys, you're very unthreatening and i think you guys have this way i, I you know listening to the podcast kind of lure people in and it's it's a nice little like you know it's like you're having cocktails with these these people and they're just telling you stuff that no one's ever heard before you know behind the scenes of the ceremony so you know before we get into sort of the current state of the rock hall and the upcoming ceremony Tell me a little bit about how you guys met, because I don't think we've ever talked about this. Hmm. And I know Joe, you were the driving force, of course, behind the podcast, but Kristen, how did he talk you into joining this thing?
2: Well, Joe and I knew each other through doing comedy uh, in Chicago. And then when, when we both moved here around the same, both moved to LA around the same time. Yes, And then I joined a sketch group that Joe uh, was part of. And we We did that for I think I was in it for like a year and a half, two years, maybe something like that, yeah, and we then
0: probably did it for the whole thing like three years um and do you you remember the actual genesis of the podcast? Do you remember where the first I remember time it
2: came where up? the first time it came up was I was out of my mind drunk on free drinks at <laughs> our very last show, I think, right? Mm-hmm. Was that the last well, time we ever?
0: Yeah, it was the last time we performed, but it was like a special. We were like hosting a holiday party show for the Comedy Bureau. Yes. at the Which doesn't mean anything to anybody. Uh, but uh, at the Echo, which is a, a cool little like rock venue, but they're doing a comedy show. And we were kind of hosting it. And yeah, we, I think we got free drinks from deep Eddie vodka. Yes. Remember? I
2: was, I, I was like, I don't remember what the brand was, but that it was, was like sponsor. sponsored vodka mm-hmm. drinks. Deep so Eddie. there were a lot of them and they were free mm-hmm. to us at the very least. And
1: Eddie's still around. Is that I still, mean, <laughs> uh, the podcast so is outlasted deep yeah. as far as we know
2: <laughs> could be, uh, And then, yeah, I remember, I I think it was like backstage, maybe while another act was performing. I think Mm -hmm. I said, it's very weird that it was my idea, considering how I feel about the rock hall. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't care about it at all. But I was like, Joe, I think now that the show is ending, like you and I should do a podcast. And I was like, and the only thing I can think of that, you know, uh, that like, isn't just us doing another people sitting around talking kind of podcast like a you know comedy people just having chats kind of podcast there's there's
0: plenty of that and so neither of us were interested in doing just a a regular um you know goof goof about podcast but I as I recall I think you told me you specifically wrote down like in in a journal right you were doing some sort of like I don't know if this was like I was probably attempting was, to
2: manifest a thing or some sort you, of trying to journal until you figure it out kind yeah, of.
0: I think that's I think that's true. You and you told me you had written down like podcast, the like the words podcast, music, Joe question mark to me that was my recollection of where that
2: sounds started. i mean again i was deeply deeply into eddie that evening so uh <laughs> it's hard depth, to say of eddie uh, yeah, yeah it's i was in this. the depths of eddie at that time so i i trust your memory much more than mine i just i do remember though thinking because joe and i had been we are both big music fans and we both um can identify songs really quickly on the radio. And that had been like a game we used to play in his car was mm-hmm. like turning through radio stations and trying to name that song as fast as we could. And and there are I,
0: rem, there are remnants of that game in the early days
1: of our show.
2: Yeah, that the was like a few
1: episodes. I thought you were going to say Jamie Foxx stole the idea for a talk show. On we can't get <laughs> on Beach Shazam.
2: We have tried to get on Beach, Beach Shazam and we cannot get two. on it.
1: I actually got a, a video audition with a uh, yeah partner. did you guys make it that that far? we got you know i definitely remember
0: recording something and saying yeah. and they reached out to me again recently but for supermarket sweep, i guess the same passage
2: <laughs> <cast laughs> and i was like yeah, that's they, not yeah.
0: really our bag but right. they
1: wanted to do a sports themed one where it was like rabid mm. like um basketball fans so i had to pretend i was a cleveland cavaliers fan <laughs> oh <this> gosh <laughs> i don't think
0: yeah, they were I mean, buying that's, it I've been on, we both have been on, on separate uh, different game shows and yeah. kind of know the casting process of, they want certain types. They want certain, very certain things that you often have to pretend yes. that you are to fit that thing. They don't yes.
2: Care. Le- you cannot, and no matter what, you are not an actor or an entertainer of any sort. Mm-hmm. You have a normal job. You're from not Los Angeles yeah. and you this- are excited. The most important thing is how excited you are to be on the game show.
0: Right. anyway um, uh, oh but
2: yeah so that was like the the impetus was like I was like we should do like a music thing and blah blah blah. blah. like I was like we should do like a music podcast or something like that and then and I was like I, or yeah. I, oh, I, had
0: but, ar- I had already been thinking about what to do with all this rock hall knowledge in my brain <laughs> and usually I kept it to myself <laughs> usually I was like not letting anybody in on it But I had kind of let it out. I had kind of opened the box, so to speak, because I struggled to get into the 2017 induction ceremony. I flew to New York because the year before I had seen it was really easy to get tickets like day of for like free, basically. But then 2017 rolled around and I thought I could do that again, but it was the Pearl Jam year. So the tickets were really hard to come by. Uh, And so I had to essentially.
2: Join Show. the Jamily.
0: <laughs> I, I did I did get my tickets from a Pearl Jam fan who had an extra and who just like upgraded.
2: <laughs> were up you up. like
1: bouncing from bar to bar to like see if
0: there are a <laughs> drunken Pearl Jam fan? So Essentially I mean,
2: almost.
0: Knowing knowing what I know now, that would have been the smartest. Find out where the fan club is meeting up because they definitely were meeting. Several Pearl yes. Jam fan clubs were meeting up at different bars. But um, I had to like post on all social media like, please, somebody help me. I like need tickets. I And then I had to like preamble it with like, nobody knows this, but I'm like really into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And I know it's weird. Please, can we just get past this? Does anyone have a, have a hookup? And so then I had kind of let that out. And then I had found myself on other people's podcasts because I feel like it was a, and it's probably still a trend, but there was a trend of podcasts around 2017 where it was like, come on and tell us about the thing you know a lot about. Yeah, like, it's like,
2: what are, what are you a nerd about? Or like, what's yeah. your secret, you know, expertise or whatever? Yes.
0: and I probably went on four different podcasts with that same theme. And, and it was the first one I went on where I was like, they asked me to do it and I didn't know. And then I was like, oh, wait, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is a perfect one because I know everything about it and no one else does. <laughs> so and I found when I talked on that podcast and the other ones, I barely scratched the surface. And it got the hosts who went in skeptical. It got them fired up and they wanted to talk about it too. So it was like, okay, there's definitely something here. I need to figure out how I want to approach this. And then when Kristen came to me with like, oh, we should do a podcast. It was like, okay, maybe this is.
2: With this. the murder board of, <laughs> of podcast music, Joe, question mark.
0: All, all written out, Red string
2: in between each.
0: Pictures taken from a black and white security camera. Yes. Um, but yeah, so then those two things came together and I was like, okay, I think this could happen. And then also we had a friend who was like, does anyone want to record things yes. in a studio I built in my house? And so like all these three things came together like at the same time and we were like, all right. And I, and by like March, April, 2018, it was all three, all three things came together and it was happening.
1: What is it? I think, you know, listening to your guys' podcast, how do you get these people on? Because I I know for me, like being a journalist, I think it's a little intimidating, right? Like I I reach Mm -hmm. out to people for interviews, like what the hell is he going to write? What's he going to, you know, what's his angle. But you guys have gotten people that, you know, I would either, A, never think to talk to or never would return my emails. Um, <laughs> is, it, is it is it the sort of, is it the LA connection? I mean, how are you guys pulling this off?
2: Joe scours Twitter. <laughs> I, for real, sometimes he's very good sometimes. at searching for people that you wouldn't, I'm, I'm like going to say what I think is his process because I really have nothing to do with it. Um, and I like it that way. Uh, but I, like, he's very good at thinking of, different approaches to a subject like who like finding who was the person who produced a thing or who edited a thing or who um who has who's someone who you wouldn't think would be a huge fan of this band that actually is and has a different entry point to it and things like mm-hmm. that like he'll like i remember like i think of like patrick fabian as someone that would that's like an yeah. interesting person, where you just were like searching for like who do I follow that has ever tweeted about Def Leppard, and then you know,
0: yeah, and that I, was a that was a weird one. That's Patrick Fabian's a cast member on Better Call Saul, and uh, I had been trying to get him for a different thing. I was trying to get him for like a live comedy show that has actors on it, and he couldn't do it. But he re- but his rep really was pushing him because he had a movie coming out, and I was like, well, I don't have anything unless he wants to do this rock hall pod, which I didn't say, cause I wasn't going to suggest that because we were specifically covering the 2019 nominees. And I was like, what are the odds that this guy is like a big fan of any of these artists? And I happened to like, you know, cause I'll, I'll search Twitter. I put his name in and then I put Def Leppard and then like, turns out he was a huge Def Leppard fan. So that just worked out really well. We are in a, cool position now compared to a few years ago because we used to do the show yeah. live it, and it would be like okay you have to be in los angeles because we want to do this in person we think that the the sh- i mean zoom becoming a thing really like opened up doors mm-hmm. it, because i know people recorded podcasts before zoom but i think it was difficult to like try and get people on because we didn't have this kind of common language Mm-hmm. You know, now everybody has Zoom. And if I tell somebody to get on a Zoom call, they know how to do that. And it's super easy. And now we can talk to people who aren't in Los Angeles. We talked to a lot of people from across the country. And, you know, when we talked to John Darnielle from the Mountain Goats, I think he was in North Carolina He's or in, something.
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: He was, in the, he was in the South. And someone like him... So what I try to do when I'm... Especially when we are looking for specific artists like to talk to about... I will look to see who has written something and I, I will kind of see like, okay, has anybody written anything for Pitchfork or The Ringer or, you know, it'll Vulture. Yeah, any, any of those places. Like when we talked about Carol King, we talked about it with a woman named Elizabeth Nelson and she had just written something for The Ringer about the 50th anniversary of Tapestry. And so I saw that and I went, okay, that's great. John Darnielle had written about Dionne Warwick's albums for a book compilation about like a compilation of essays about desert Island albums. And so I was like, that was interesting. And, and with, with him, I just, I found his management email and I tried to pitch it in a way that was like, I bet John Darnielle doesn't get the opportunity to just talk about Dion Warwick ever. This yeah. <laughs> is, this is maybe different than like another interview about whether it's just promo or it's just about the mountain goats or whatever. Like I, I try to position it also. We are in a lucky place now where I can say who's been on the show. And that adds yeah. a little bit of, little bit I of think that
2: that's a big thing too, is like once one person in a circle has been on the show and they know that we're not going to like, gotcha them or like, you know, that Mm -hmm. it's like an easy show to be on. It's fun. We are nice. I'm a little mean, but like, (laughs) uh, like I think that once they've had a good time on the show, they will then tell their friends, oh, it's cool. You should do it. It's very fun. You'll have a good time. Or they'll even email us like, hey, here are some people that you should absolutely have on the show. They are experts in this, in these areas, or they wrote a book on this or, you know,
0: Mm -hmm. And like a lot of the Rock Hall insiders, that's kind of how it works. Mm-hmm. Like, I co- I cold emailed Bob Merlis uh, early on in the show because I knew he was L.A. based and I knew he'd be on the nominating committee. He did the show, had a good time, recommended Andy Paley. Andy Paley liked us, brought in Seymour Stein. You know, so it, it like kind of falls. It, it was similar to like I, I was able to get a hold of Rick Krim, who had a good time and then recommended Karen Globber who then had a good time and recommended Sandy Alouette. So like I was able to, it's, you know, if you it can let them know you're cool and like, they have a good time, then it leads, to, it can lead to other people.
1: So let's, let's talk about this year because, you know, you guys have been doing this uh, over three years now or a little yeah. bit over three. Mm-hmm. So this year you've gone kind of crazy. little, little crazy <laughs> with the, the prep for this year's ceremony. I mean, we got yeah. a whole month, dedicated to the food fighters and if i'm not and, mistaken i don't want to say joe you don't like the food fighters i don't want to speak for you but i i feel like when they were nominated you weren't big on them getting in but then unless i'm wrong but now you got a whole you just got done with month yeah, yeah, yeah. dedicated to i the mean Foo fighters. listen
0: i i can i can explain that the okay. thing is like truly like if if we're looking at and i'm being honest i don't even think i've said this on the show before but like in my lifetime, I have listened. I've actively listened to more Foo Fighters than I have, say, Tina Turner's solo work. That's just like a fact. Uh, I like. I like the Foo Fighters. Fine. Obviously, the context of like Dave Grohl being on the nominating committee and them having played the game and then being newly eligible that mm-hmm. all adds to the kind of eye roll that happens with the Foo Fighters induction. Right? It's mm-hmm. less less a uh, comment on their output than it is right. the kind of cynical way that they were able to become first year eligible inductees. You well, know? Let's stay
1: yeah. there because, you know, we'll, let's go through the inductees and we'll stick with Foo Fighters mm-hmm. because you guys just did a month dedicated to Foo Fighters. Right. And, and I would
0: like to say that that I was pretty creative with how yes. we we only really had two episodes that were dedicated to the Foo Fighters. One was a remastered edition of we had covered the Foo Fighters like the first few months of the show. I felt like it was worth revisiting now that we do deeper dives. And then we did, I I thought, a fun episode going through the worst names of the Rock Hall. And then, you know, we talked to you when we did the history of of the Rock Hall honoring itself. And then we also, we went back to Foo Fighters and watched uh, an episode of Sonic Highways because I thought we could talk to Brian Stack from Conan, who's a really funny fun guy and that would kind of lead us into doc gist our oh. uh our <laughs> month oh yeah
2: something if your listeners don't know joe has been putting me through the worst puns ever uh all summer it's been a nightmare we're currently i was trying to remember i can't i've blocked the september one out of my mind i know it ends with excellence, but i don't remember it's it's about musical excellence and it's not musical excellent it's something worse Muse
1: September Berksalens. I hate it. Muse September Berksalens.
2: Nope. It's that's, terrible. It's pretty serious. You, so yeah. you did.
1: So you're doing uh, the music excellence or side categories now, mm-hmm. right? And then right, previously it was documentaries. Yeah. So we, just,
0: uh-huh. yeah. Um, so we did our, our first month was early in June Lince. And we went through, you know, Charlie Patton and Craftwork and, and Gil Scott Heron and the history of the category. Then we did Lai. Then we did DACA so we could, you know, talk about the Black Godfather and Tina and the Go-Go's documentary. Um, and then New September Berksalens. We just had an episode that I think is great with Lauren Anke. So good. Really she is so
2: knowledgeable it and just wonderful. came
1: out. And, you know, you we did know, History of the Category. You know what's crazy is I was writing up the so Rock Hall just announced Induction Week mm-hmm. where they're going to do a bunch of events. Nothing too specific. I, I hear that. Um, they're in talks with local venues, so we're probably going to see some sort of side shows uh, throughout the week. Hopefully, but anyway, I was writing a story about it. I damn well forgot that there was like fifty inductees this year. Like I was putting in L. Cool J, <laughs> and Charlie Patton, and Randy Rhodes. I was like, oh yeah, but wait, there's more. <laughs> I was like, yes. I completely forgot Craftwork was being inducted. Right, it's crazy. There's more <laughs> side inductees than there are performer inductees. It's insane. So okay, with the Foo Fighters. You know, I bring that up because, look, we all knew the Foo Fighters were going to be nominated. We, we had a very good, you know, most of us predicted they were going to get in. Yeah. But I think you're right, Joe. Like, I've listened to Foo Fighters a lot, like, more than, other than Jay-Z, probably more than any other artist that's going in this year in my lifetime. Part of that's our age, of course. But mm-hmm. yeah, I just feel like Foo Fighters, while I like them, I love them, I've seen them live they're not Nirvana like that that's sort that of is, exceptional there's where's mm-hmm. the exceptional like a lot of the albums sound the same That it's like the first two are really good but mm-hmm. it's not 10 it's not nevermind mind you know it's we're it's, not
0: yeah we're not used to canonizing the journeyman yeah. which yeah. you know I am I'm a proponent of uh it, you know that's it sticks out because like you know Nirvana you know the they're the auteurs almost and then you know, Foo Fighters are the, the journeyman They're consistent over a long time versus the like change the world breakthrough kind of artist.
2: And I think the irksome thing about this is the fact that it is the first year eligible. It is the first year nominated. It is the insider kind of track that they were on and then when you try to say oh yeah that means you know just like looking at it just based on how they went in or whatever that means that the foo fighters are as good as nirvana and it's like they're not uh we know that it just it's i i'm or i know that you know no
1: no i agree <laughs> i agree i think like Look, no one's going to like, we. you know, we're all here in Cleveland and there's no one's going to complain to see the Foo Fighters opening yeah. or closing the show. Mm-hmm. It's a great to know that there's going to be this band near its prime performing, just like I was in New York to see Pearl Jam. It was phenomenal to not see, um, you know, Cheap Trick or Deep Purple sort of label, labor around the stage to, to, yeah. to right. perform. No. Mm-hmm. But it's exciting. You're right. I mean, it's just like I see. And I don't know if you guys feel this way, but you see bands like like Rage Against Machines been nominated a few times, and Foo Fighters okay. have been a, a lot around. They had a longer career than Rage, of course. Like, Rage was the shit. Like, when Rage and, was, like,
2: <laughs> And they're more important, in my opinion. I think that, like, what happened with the Foo Fighters is, and we saw this when we were doing a lot of the voting episodes, is the reason that they were voted in so quickly is be- has a lot to do with the fact that they played the game, but also that they represent a type of music. They're, like, the, they're the last thing keeping alternative rock radio alive, kind of, you know? And and I think people just I mean, some of the voters even said that out loud, like, yeah, they are mm-hmm. what is like, I'm going to vote for them because they're the last vestiges of what we think of as uh, rock in in the way that we used to think. of it.
0: Yeah, that's a that's kind of a galaxy brain take. I think more simply, it's like. Dave Grohl has a lot of friends in the industry, and he's friends with a lot of musicians.
1: <laughs> I really like he's, been, he's been at 75 ceremonies. Uh, or, you he know, he essentially
2: hosted last year. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah, that that's, was, that's really what
1: it is. That's awkward to me. Like, I, when you guys did the what we did, I, I came on your podcast, and we did sort of the history of the Rock Hall honoring itself. That, to me, is so weird that they know Foo Fighters are eligible the following year. They know Foo Fighters probably going to get nominated. And they have Dave Grohl hosted. That's just so weird to me. <laughs> like, it is weird, but it is also kind of like, who else is going to do it?
2: And also, who else is watching and cares? Do you know what I mean? Like, like the three of us notice, <laughs> but I don't think most people noticed mm-hmm. that oh, that right. happened. I you think know, the rock
1: call is, you know, from my experience like there's this group of people who care about the rock hall. When you go to the ceremony, you're you're mostly seeing fans that are there for one specific act.
2: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. They
1: got free tickets and there's or HBO executive who's sitting like at the second table or something drunk already. (laughs) Uh Uh, That's why I'm excited for you. I hope you guys can get to the ceremony this year, uh, press credentials because you get to see sort of the inner workings of the rock hall, some downtown Cleveland here wouldn't be without the police (laughs) sirens. Um, (laughs) But I think it'll be interesting because you'll see how it's run. It's 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 it, first of all it's at the Rock and Mortgage Fieldhouse for the first time where Public Hall had this old vibe. But the Rock Hall Museum, they don't handle the PR for the ceremony. That's all run by, you know, a bunch of people, a bunch of people you think work for a PR company out of New York City. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's it's really interesting. There's a lot of drunk HBO executives um or wherever the heck they're from that are stumbling around backstage it's really weird um it's really it's interesting it's yeah. fun there's a good spread you know some good Ooh, a raps, spread.
2: Some good. well raps. Joe uh, Joe I think is feeling conflicted about whether he would like to be yeah, like I think the idea of not seeing the ceremony from the stands
1: uh we could do both so yeah you know um uh, you know once they obviously send out the stuff um you can either hang out in the press room the entire time or you can sit at one of the press tables in the arena mm. so it's, they leave it up to you so when you pick um like if you guys get press credentials, which you should, uh you can split up you heard you it want.
2: here <laughs> you heard it here first, second and third yeah so so Joe, I want to ask you, you
1: know you're following the rock off for so long what what do you think about this ceremony because it's kind of like. This has been going on for so long. Like, we've been waiting for a ceremony for so long. What, what's your vibe of this ceremony, considering that we didn't have one last year? How big of a yeah. deal is this? I mean, it's it should be
0: huge. Um, you know, still with, like, Delta and stuff, there's a lot of... Mm-hmm. Eh. Conditions and things up in the air, you know. If we were out of the woods, I think the vibe would be a little different. Like if 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 definitively,
2: yeah, COVID
0: was snuffed, I think we would just be like, it would it would be insane. But you know, may, maybe Tina Turner would show up. I think with Delta, Tina's definitely not. Oh showing yeah, up. I mean, even without it, she's probably definitely not showing up. But it just feels like people are going to be reticent to show up. I think I don't know. It's just more of a question. Like, I expect the Go-Go's to be there. I expect all the Foo Fighters to be there. Um, I expect Carol King to be there, uh, LL Cool J. Beyond that, it's such a question mark, but, like, the, the potential and the possibility is so extreme. Like, I, I think Jay-Z could be there. Um, I think... Man. It's... I also... I would, I would think it would be really cool if there was some sort of a hat tip to the ceremony that never happened. Ooh. Like open the show with Nine Inch Nails. How, how are Pol- they
2: going to have time to do a hat tip? They've got I think there's 23 ways to do it. artists. I think okay. there's ways to do okay, it. Okay, I'm listening.
0: You now have cra- you have craft work being inducted this year. You want Who are you going to have to do a little craft work performance and maybe do a song of their own? Why not Depeche Mode? Does that not track? And like you could do Nine Inch Nails as well. You could have them both on the stage at the same time. Uh, And then you could also similarly to the way they did it in 2019, have the jam be someone coming out like, you know, they had Ian Hunter come out to do all Uh the young dudes. Here's the jam. Uh Oh, it's some of the Doobie Brothers and they do listen (laughs) to the music.
2: No. (laughs) I mean, that would be that exciting,
0: but
1: like. (laughs)
2: Yeah, brothers would,
0: the,
1: <laughs> all I got to do is ask
2: because I feel like
1: the Doobie Brothers would be there.
2: <laughs> you could also open. I just am trying with, to imagine the big jam surprise guest is the Doobie Brothers.
1: I think l Cool. Jam Although would I guess out to you know some Doobie Brothers, especially <laughs> Michael McDonald era, I can yeah. see it happening.
0: Well, I you know so I I feel like there's I don't yeah like Kristen said there's so many categories that like how can you fit Ugh. any additional shit in there? I do think we are not going to see speeches for the side categories i think that's just mm-hmm. impossible to manage i think it's going that aspect of those inductions is going to be folded into the uh packages mm-hmm. i have all oh, we've learned through our podcast because we talked to allison elwood who directed the gogos documentary she is putting together the package for the gogos and she told us that the
1: time they're looking to hit is eight minutes which is long for a package do you think they make exceptions based on star power Like, does- do they let LL Cool J speak, you know, considering compared to the other, I mean, some That's of the other side court Yeah. I believe so. LL's yeah. induction is going to be treated like a performer induction.
0: It's not yeah. going to be treated like a side induction. And if you're watching the ceremony uh, at home or in person and you don't know any better, you will believe that he's just being inducted regular
1: style, which is sort of the point of, you know, they didn't yeah. say this, but it's pretty much what they've tried to do. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. Let's talk about Jay-Z, because what do you think? Is Jay-Z going to be there on October 30th? Now I even saw Neil for Future Rock Legends, you know, the go-to site for rock mm-hmm. all things, rock all, speculating that LeBron James, the Lakers are playing the Cavs, I think, the, the day before here in Cleveland. And you know, that- it's in LA. It's in, <laughs> L.A. it's in L.A. Oh, is
0: the game in yeah. L.A.? Yeah, I'm sure I'm sure Neil posted this because we talked about it at length because we had our friend Joey Devine, who is a uh, he hosts a basketball podcast called Roundball Rock. And we were talking about Jay-Z in that episode. Um, the question I, I really think the question is like, who is a big name that could induct Jay-Z that will go to Cleveland? And we we settled on LeBron as a choice of someone okay. who would go and they are off on the 30th. So it's, you know, Yeah.
1: I, I think I, I could see them. um LeBron's a big name. I think they could get a Pharrell just because he's now associated with the Rock Hall. He's mm-hmm. on the board. Yeah. He could definitely induct Jay Z. I don't know if that's enough to get Jay Z to to show up, but um it's so weird because we're talking and, and the Rock Hall could announce stuff Monday or, you know, before this goes up. But mm-hmm. yeah,
0: that'll be soon, I think. I yeah, think they're they, going to
1: announce that. They so they, did, were, they, they
0: pushed did. it back, right? They were going to announce it a few weeks ago from what we had heard. Oh, already, correct. Again,
1: From what I heard, oh. um, I don't even know if they said if this is off the record, but they were looking to do the presenter's announcement um, this week, which is obviously uh, over, or uh, next week, because <laughs> we're doing this on, on a Friday. Yeah. Next week, I believe they're going to do the presenter announcement because people have been waiting. I think they might have been waiting on, obviously, the to make the announcement which they just did by changing stuff on their website that the ceremony was going to require proof of vaccination Mm -hmm. or a negative covid test Um, yeah but you're right everybody's kind of sitting around waiting who's going to be there who's going to you know in terms of the artists who's showing up who's presenting it's going to be interesting to find out i think jay-z's the big mystery to me because he's a big Mm -hmm. draw he'll he'll sell out the rest of the tickets that are left Yeah. yeah
2: He's the one, I mean, to me, he's the biggest name and the biggest maybe, you know, uh, with regard to the ceremony. And, you know, I I always have to bring up because, you know, if you get Jay-Z, then the Beyonce Beyonce likelihood increases and then that could be for the Tina induction. And it just, it would be so exciting, Um, but I just don't know if we'll get it but you you know joe you were saying that like jay-z seems to be ex- happy to go into the rock hall like mm-hmm.
0: there's like one little clip <laughs> yeah, from, from his daughter a, yeah about his daughter yeah he's he, there's a show like takes place takes place in a the barber barbershop
1: shop with lebron yeah i think it's and called so the shop like, i think yeah
0: he's he's he, and he's just talking to people and he brings it up and he seems to like the way he presents it, he's like, he thinks it's cool. And he thinks it's like a big deal. And like, he tried to tell his daughter and his daughter was like, I have to go to school. And he was like, fine. <laughs> like, you don't even care. So I think that was an indication that like, you know, he's acknowledged it and thinks it's cool. And I do think and I've said this before. Jay-Z will not pass up a King making event like this. That is such a, such a benchmark for a, for a, a legend, for legendary musicians, especially hip hop ones.
1: Well, I think so it's lining up right right like they just inducted biggie they mm-hmm. I, they had jay-z featured in his video you uh-huh. know for last year mm-hmm. and jay-z's been here before They we but we were on the tour stop for him and beyonce he's been to Cavs games of course lebron was here at the time <laughs> um so the timing's right and they're out in the public doing this whole tiffany's thing so uh, yeah <laughs>
2: the-
1: <laughs> You yeah
0: know, right right or worse but good to note good the, to note. i want to
1: ask you guys so when the the ballot came out okay fine the when the inductee list came out even counting the side categories what stuck out to you what caught you by surprise what excited you what annoyed you um i think the performer inductees were
0: almost exactly what we predicted we were mm-hmm. upset that deon warwick wasn't in. i thought she could sneak into that sixth slot todd rundgren got that slot which we knew was a possibility, Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, especially kind of the only like purely classic rock act on the ballot. You can expect that they are going to wind up. Um, The seven side categories was a huge shock and it was cool. And there's a lot of color in those uh, inductees. Sadly, they're all dudes though.
2: Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. was kind of a
0: bummer
1: they did that's not have the, to do that that's the thing i feel like the rock hall you know they tout the diversity they tout the you know women they tout, but it, when you really break it down it's it's not it's never been impressive <laughs> you know no, And i, I mean did, this yeah.
2: is the closest that year that they like this was the best ballot that they've ever had in my opinion and this was you know the closest that they've ever come to kind of meaning it when it comes to like inducting more women, um, inducting more people of color and stuff. But yeah, when you add the side categories in the ratio uh, goes down remarkably, I, I, you know, for me, I, I was very excited and sure that Tina would get in. And that is like the most exciting induction for me even though i know that she will not be there i'm just so happy to see her get like solo uh inducted and you know i was holding out my little hope for shaka khan i someday i think she's gonna get the jay-z treatment someday and they'll just put her in and act like it was i'm sorry the ll cool j treatment and they'll just put her in they'll just put her in and act like it was uh what they meant to do and yeah
1: They've done this before. Now it just feels like they're a little more, slightly more blatant. I mean, Sheik should have gotten in, but, you know, mm-hmm. they right. wind up putting now Rogers in, and, and which is cool. I wish, you know, Bernard Edwards and some, you know, the rest of the group should have been honored as well. But yeah, I think, what did you, Kristen, as a woman, what did you think of the Go-Go's getting in? Especially when we're coming off years where, I, you know, people, lot, everybody thought pat benatar pat
2: benatar (laughs) is one of my there if you listen to our early episodes it's the first time i ever screamed in dismay at someone not being in the rock hall um i threatened to quit our show if she didn't get in and i um (laughs) i have no scruples uh and i stayed but uh yeah no i was very disappointed when she didn't get in last year it was like very devastating and yes i was somewhat placated by the Whitney Houston induction but not really I'm just I'm so sick of it my my feeling is always this that next year I I, that they should just make an all women and people of color ballot don't even give the option to vote for any uh white artists one year and just kind of do that for a few years until we balance the scales out um this year I was very heartened by the fact that you could vote for an all female ballot. You could vote for an all, uh, black ballot, I believe. Mm -hmm. Um, there, it was like a really, that was, that had never happened before. And I thought it was great. And, and they were all great and worthy artists, you know, and there are so many great and worthy artists who have been overlooked for so long. Uh,
1: Well, other than, you know, like you say about, they should do all, you know, ballad, you know, artists of color, all women, other than, you know, heavy metal, honestly, like how many more old white dudes, you know, I mean, because obviously there's the 90s, you know, Sound Gardens, the Jane's Addiction, you Mm -hmm. know, late 80s, 90s artists, they still have to get around to Smashing Pumpkins, but Sonic Youth, but um, yeah, they they really could. God, do you think
2: Sonic Youth will get in?
1: No, um, I, I don't. mean, it'll, it'll <laughs> not
2: anytime soon. <laughs> I not, do not. <laughs> they should,
0: but
1: they don't, they don't come close to playing the game that is the Rock yeah. and Roll Hall of Fame or meeting also, that
0: criteria. The hall does not induct underground artists, like kind of full stop. Like if we maybe will get there, but, but that just does not happen.
1: You almost like, have to get out of that era. Like, you know, because like the Ramones and stuff, you know, back then, you know, it was, you know, punk, but you get away from it and it's no longer underground. Yeah, Just well, yeah, it, then, it. then it's
0: on it's on Jack FM. It's on. right. Like, right. You know, why I want to be sedated is in like commercials and movies and stuff like no, everybody comes, now. Yeah. Every
1: rock hall voter listened to Velvet Underground when they were out. Right. Like, no, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And
0: But there's there's really no love for underground music that happened after punk.
2: And I think yeah. in particular too, you know, we're, we've definitely swept out the 60s. We're scraping out the 70s right now. We're just getting to the lowest tier bands that we can of just, like, kind of that era. What are you of, talking about, of- Kristen? Are you talking
1: about the Doobie Brothers? Are you dissing the Doobie Brothers?
2: I couldn't. I wouldn't. Uh, <laughs> I certainly am not on record saying anything Uh
1: You're on record as, as
0: acknowledging the Doobie Brothers as not that bad, because that is the truth. Yeah,
2: like, I think they're not that bad. I, I like a lot I of their songs. Too. I think they're good.
0: And you have to give them props for having two phases, like, in an era yes. where that didn't really happen. And I...
2: I do, and I like a lot of their songs. I'm not like, the Doobie Brothers shouldn't exist. I'm just like, oh, do we really need to be making sure that they are in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? That's where I land. And I land on probably not. And that it's okay that they got in, but it's...
1: I, yeah, I know Joe feels this way, or I'm guessing he feels this way. <laughs> um, you start, when you when you all the rock on, you're into it. I think, you know... I feel like I'm I'm very sane in my thoughts on who should be in the rock hall or who's snubbed. You know, I'm open to knowing like I have different opinions, but you start talking to people and hearing interviews with people and you start to think like, Am I a music snob? Am I insane? I mean, yes, probably to the first one, but when you hear people like, I can't believe three dog nights not in the rock hall, I can't and I'm like, that's your starting point. Like, that's where it's so
0: funny how like so many people can have the same first opinion, which is just like I have issues with the rock hall and then it, it <laughs> splinters out with so many different, like, what's your follow up? It's like, yeah, yeah, they won't even put in Emerson, Lake and Palmer. And you're like, what <laughs> out of the gate? <laughs> they're like it's the best band of all. I mean, it's like truly every, it's just people can't acknowledge. And part of our show is trying to take an objective look at this thing, but like people can't acknowledge that they are just mad that their favorite band isn't it.
1: That's really yes. what it's about
0: for so many different people. And, and I, I hear co-worker. it some crazy
1: ones. Well, yeah, I had a coworker when the nominees came out. I think a couple of years ago, he walked by my desk where I'm sitting right now. Somebody's like, uh, I think he, I think it was the, these latest nominations. He's like, Jay Z, really? And I was like, what's wrong with Jay Z? He's like, Food Fighter's like, when are they going to put Kansas in? I was like, don't talk to me no more. I was like, don't talk to me. Because then he started started going on about, there's a lot of people I don't think should be in, like David Bowie, that wasn't that big. And I was like, what?
2: That's that's what people do. I'm sorry. Their credibility is dust in the wind. Um, (laughs)
1: Well, I mean, like, you know, it's it's crazy uh, to hear some of the opinions. I've just, I guess I'm floored. Like, you'll have somebody come in, it's like, why the hell is Janet Jackson getting the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame when XXX isn't getting it? This person. And then the person they name, you're just like, what? You know, like this Janet Jackson. It's crazy yeah, to me.
2: She's a legend. Well, and I think though, so we're scraping out the <laughs> 70s, scraping out the uh sixties, all that. We get to the eighties, and I think, you know, when we get to the nineties, I don't know how deep we're gonna go. You know, I think we're gonna put the big The big guys in, and I don't know if we're going to, I can't imagine the reverence that, that we, that the hall has for sixties and seventies bands, especially white male bands in particular that i can't imagine that carrying through to decades afterwards meaning like do you think that like the third tier 90s bands like is 311 ever going to be on the ballot you know like those are the like
1: gave 311 third tier man respects (laughs) to 311 uh i don't know yeah i'd love i'm anxious to hear joe's answer but i'll just say i think if they want to do that they'd have to change the way they nominate people because you have to make a ballot where the voter base, which is part of the problem, has no choice. But but if you keep putting fifth tier seventies bands up against the second tier nineties band, the seventies band's going to get in.
0: Yeah, I mean it's it, it's an interesting thought because it's like okay, maybe you just to think about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in twenty years from now is is a strange thought because you're like okay, presumably, and I don't mean to get morbid, but the people. The Rolling Stone generation will not be around anymore, and there will be the voting body will have changed naturally, organically to be younger and to be people who have more reverence for the 80s and the 90s. And then, how will that manifest itself? Who will be running the nominating committee? Who will be the chairman? Who will? Yeah, will it
2: politics? be like the pitchfork dads? Are they going to? Yeah, be I mean, charged? there, there like, might
0: there might be uh, an era. For that arcade Who's, fire Get yeah back. it's like
2: it's like Interpol getting in <laughs> it's just <laughs> it's, now you've
1: gone too far
2: <laughs> the <laughs> Strokes we, are getting in we know this
1: I think but, the White Stripes will be an, a decent yeah. test
2: for yeah. it, and then we well, can that's going to be soon
1: that'll be soon um
0: but yeah I mean I, I guess I don't know it, it, there's there's still so if there's still so much ground to cover and you just wonder how long it will take for some would, of the th- stuff.
1: Let me ask you this, you know, because we're on the top, I was going to save this for the end, but Rock and Roll Hall, you say 20 years from now, there's a lot of people out there who are like, they should stop calling it, just stop calling it the Rock and Roll Hall fame, as if that would, at least if it's, as if that would appease uh, people who want Joe. Three Dog Night or Grand Funk Railroad oh in the God. Rock But well, what do you guys think of people suggesting they should call it the music Hall of fame? Yeah, I mean, like, how much time do you have? I was like,
2: Joe. Joe turned an eye roll into a full head roll. I he don't did. know if yeah. anyone will falling. ever see the footage of it. The, but- the,
1: <laughs>
0: the issue is that, like, you just, these people just don't know their fucking history. Like, that's where it comes down to. And like,
2: uh oh, and here comes Joe to school, Yeah,
0: I'm gonna like end the
1: post edit. I'm bringing in some music. At this point.
0: <laughs> <laughs> like, do okay? Do you have an issue? With Otis Redding in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Do you have an issue with the Supremes in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Well, Most people do not. And if you take those artists, Aretha, whoever you want to take from that definitively, no doubt, rock and roll era. And you want to follow the tributary downstream, you are going to get to a lot of different artists like rock and roll and r&b at one point were on the same chart like for a year in the 60s they got rid of the r&b chart because they were like it's basically the same the term rock and roll was invented essentially to whitewash the term rhythm and blues because they mean the same thing you do, they're synonyms kind of so it's just it all it's all under the umbrella why not be inclusive It's rock and roll. The role is soul. Good night, everybody.
2: (laughs) Honestly, damn, Joe. When I think about the idea that rhythm and blues and rock and roll are synonyms, you really just did something there. You did. Wow.
1: He's he's right. I think you have to. It's amazing because. Look, we go. you, You know that Joe knows the history. You guys know the history like it's. You get into the 70s and it becomes, you know, a lot of those people, Led Zeppelin and Rolling Stones, not to their, not to this them, but their fans, they they invented rock and roll. From that point mm-hmm. on, it's rock. But, you know, even if you look at the technical elements of music, rock, as it became, you know, more, more so a radio format, isn't actually all that similar to rock and roll. When you look at the upbeat and the downbeat, one's mm-hmm, a party mm-hmm. music sure, least for dancing, which is rock and roll mm-hmm. to this sort of aggressive sound. So it's really interesting when you do dig into the history and I know, look, I get freaking racist emails. Every time I bring this up, you know, it's, Oh, you're only picking Jay-Z cause you're black. It's like, yes, Jesus. that is what anyone <laughs> who shows up on the ballot, who is black, you could put, you know, uh Hathaway. Is it the guy who did what is love? What is love? Yeah. <laughs> if he's on the ballot. I'm going in, you know, like, what are you talking? I mean, it's, yeah. it's, it's an interesting thing. I, I reminded this, and I, I I don't know why I thought of you guys because we you had this set up, but I got an email from Todd Rundgren's publicist,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and he wants to do interviews with for shows he's doing here in Northeast Ohio in November, which is interesting because you know in the industry when someone reaches out to when a publicist reaches out to you is like, hey, will you talk to my client? They're not selling tickets, and I've gotten some emails from people who are upset that Todd is not going to be at the Rockwell Ceremony. They feel like he's mm-hmm. abandoning his fans. He's abandoning Cleveland, which is mm-hmm. a city that he has some history in.
2: Yeah, he's making a huge mistake.
1: Yeah, yeah well, I was going to ask, what do you think about Todd Rundgren as a guy who's like, I'm not going, stick it he's, to the man.
2: He's making a huge mistake. It is very, very dumb. I've said this on our show. Um, it... it it is not the move he thinks it is. Uh, it is a very, very. It is. It is a slight to his fans. It's a slight to anyone who was excited that he was getting in. It's a slight to the people who voted for him. The fact that he's going to be what, like an hour away or something like that, doing a show in Columbus or something like that. Like, what are you doing? What a very, very, very dumb move. Uh, he will regret it. And I think that like this would have been an opportunity. To, and it's also not a cool rock move like you are not sid vicious todd rundgren you <laughs> were on the ballot how many t- like you are not like you were on the ballot for how many times before you got in and like come and accept your honor
1: sir you know, what was it like three three times three, three times two, two? three, three
0: times, two. times obviously yeah this was the third time yeah. that's which, about as right we know yeah. is not that, that works crazy. that fits he's yeah. like to act there is for a lot of artists this idea that like fuck the rock hall because I wasn't inducted as soon as I was eligible. Mm -mm. It's like, not everybody is going to be, you know, Jimi Hendrix. Like, I'm sorry. (laughs) Like you're not as important as Jimi Hendrix, Todd Rundgren. And you're not
2: as important as the Foo Fighters, apparently Todd Rundgren. (laughs) So sit with that. (laughs) Uh,
0: So I just, you know, it's like, I, and I like Todd Rundgren. I actually Mm -hmm. like his music, but to do this, I keep thinking like, he's not getting into the rock and roll. You only get into the rock and roll hall of fame once. You know what I mean? Todd Rundgren,
2: unless you are Eric Clapton,
0: right? Yeah, but he's but not like, Eric Clapton. <laughs> no, he's not. True. I mean, so like Todd Rundgren is only going to get in the rock and roll hall of fame one time. Mm-hmm. And he, if he's like, I want to do like, you can play Cincinnati. Yeah. For the rest of your fucking life, man. It is not, it is going to be cool. I'm sure. And great. And you'd love to perform live, but it's not going to be special. And like, you are, it's just a fuck up on a lot of levels because Todd Rundgren having real estate on HBO is mm-hmm. not going to happen again. Like Todd Rundgren getting to, expo- like getting to be a part of essentially a show that is going, this guy is super important and this is why. And to say like, I don't want to be a part of that because they wouldn't induct me 15 years ago. Like, get the fuck over yourself. Tina Turner and Carol King are just getting inducted this year. All right. They, yeah, you, know,
2: you about- think you're better I've than Tina Turner? It. You're not. Okay. You're simply not. You She's simply about- the best, and you best. are simply not. Okay. Uh, it's crazy
1: because, especially his agent, his manager, they got to go crazy because, oh, you're on yeah. The platform too mm-hmm. with the name, you know, the marquee's bold letters is Jay Z Foo Fighters, Tina mm-hmm. Turner, Carol King. I know Todd. Yes, you're not as good as them, but. The platform you're going to be on, and also
2: he's, and again, no shade to Todd. I really enjoy his music, but I think this is a stupid move. Very, very don't
1: like. First of all, he's playing the casino here. He's playing a couple shows at the casino out in Northfield Park, not the one in downtown Cleveland. And that's not a slight. Look, there's a lot of good shows out there. Buddy Guy just played it. Buddy Guy's, you know, awesome. But it's like, Mm -hmm. and and you're having trouble selling those because you haven't been around in a while. You're not, you know. it mm-hmm. just bothers me when someone comes out and it's so blatant. Look, if you're Tom York and you're just that weird guy who's just never going to acknowledge the rock hall, you're Mark Knopfler, fine. It's just these people that come out and they rip the rock hall. It, it floors me because I like the way someone like if Jay-Z got nominated 10 years from now, he would not care because he doesn't pay attention to it in the first place, but he respects the honor,
0: mm-hmm. right?
1: Like I is going to show up. Well, LL L- 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 I mean, L- never like, turned down anything.
2: Yes, <laughs> I mean, LL is going to show up. <laughs> but like uh, maybe take some maybe some, take some
0: maybe some some take cues from LL, Todd. Like <laughs> yeah. you think you've been snubbed? Like LL has been on the ballot twice as many times oh as God. you have. And I'm then he got, yeah. he
2: got side so- categoried, man. In a category that Todd Rundgren makes
0: more sense to be in. Agree, agree.
1: I think so, I, saw, I saw an interview with one of the guys from Judas Priest. You probably saw us where yeah. he said, if bands like Judas Priest and Iron Maiden are in, then it's almost like it's more of an honor if you're not in.
2: What Shut in up. the hell does Shut that up.
0: mean? And like, listen, Judas Priest should be in there, a, yes. a all-time snub, but I, it is so funny how often... People who aren't even in the conversation are asked about the Rock Hall. Like, wait, do you see what D. Snyder from Twisted Sister <laughs> has to say about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Like, no, he doesn't get to be a part of the conversation. He's Twisted Sister is never going in. It doesn't matter what he has to say. And of course, he is like, yeah, it's all, it's all a, a fucking show. It's all a, a, a conspiracy. And like, they would probably never accept Twisted Sister. It's
2: like, yeah, because you oh, did no. nothing. I'm like, is D. Snyder vaccinated? I'm worried. <laughs> well,
1: yeah. I, uh, <laughs> it's, it's, well, breaking. <laughs> Because D. Snyder is inducting Jay-Z into
0: the <laughs> <room>. <laughs> but there's a, they always ask some some motherfucker who then gets upset that they're not in and like we'll see some classic I'm rock sorry. radio
1: DJs right like uh, some of these guys they get any on. I, yeah. I don't know if they really think this was like any artist they get on like you know if we really want to get them going let's ask them about the rock hall. Mm-hmm. and then <laughs> uh, 500 websites that you know F the man F, F the rock hall you know, with Todd Rundgren, there is, I mean, I've thought
0: about the scenario. I don't think it's happening because I just think he's really digging his heels in, but like a lot of tours and shows are getting canceled. It would be an interesting little wrinkle if his show in Ohio got canceled or his tour got canceled and then he was free to go to the rock hall and then was like, Fuck it, I'm going. I
1: don't it's think a, that'll happen, but like it's a that's, different beast because yeah, no, Radiohead fans were disappointed that tom york didn't embrace because you want to see radiohead perform mm-hmm. you want to see them talk. It even the band members seemed that showed up seemed disappointed they didn't come on It it's kind of like yeah we kind of wish our leader was a little more into these type of things because it's mm-hmm. cool but Rundrin, there's this personal thing i've seen i've gotten emails where it's like people from cleveland or people that follow his career they really feel like it's a slight towards them and he was very short-sighted and not understanding his history in cleveland you know producing albums for you know for record label for record label here whether it was bad out of a hell bad out of hell or whatever or his bands early on in his career the, you know the radio stations here pushing the bands that he was in before they were anything mm-hmm. they're really people are upset about it it's 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 not an axel rose thing where you're just like that's oh, fucking axel rose <laughs> like you
0: know yeah and it's just you know i'm thinking about Tom York who is like an environmentalist and like you know I respect the decision to not get on a plane when you you don't want to or whatever and it's like yeah Todd is down the fucking road <laughs> <He's> <laughs> down the road it's there's yeah the the amount of legitimate excuses for that guy it, there aren't there aren't many There really aren't many.
2: And I think he's going to regret it. I just don't see him coming out of this being like, yeah, I really stuck it to the rock hall. They only had all these other incredible acts, (laughs) you know, to fall back on.
0: Yeah, it's so much more of, it would be the only person who loses out on this is Todd. Like he's not, (laughs) the rock hall, like is probably like, fine, we won't spend as much time on you. We have other fucking fish to fry and it'll be more fun. But like- the only person who loses is is Todd, and he's like, "Ha ha! I look what I did." And it's like, "Yeah, you just you just you played yourself."
1: That Triggered. was my reaction initially, and I like Todd Rundgren. It's just when he said he wasn't coming, I thought, "Okay, that's a half hour, or whatever, off of you know me having to sit." Because I like yeah. you, Todd, but you're not selling the most tickets to the Rock Hall ceremony. Yeah, you know, no. honestly, but- yeah.
2: Like, what do you think the bump would be if Todd announced he would be there?
1: I mean, it, I think it's an added thing. Like, oh yeah, we know people. You guys are coming from out of out of state. A lot of people are coming because you're getting, at worst, you're getting a Foo Fighters concert with a few legends sprinkled in. Like, yeah, and
2: you're getting the Go Go's too. The Go Go's, you know? Carole
1: King. And then there's a possibility, Jay-Z, and even Tina Turner on a big screen from Europe is pretty cool. Like live yeah. <laughs> or pre-recorded. Not to mention, so, yeah, yeah. The,
0: pre- the presenters
1: and stuff. It's like, yeah, it's, yeah.
0: it's
2: going to be LL gonna be Cool J. It's going to be very cool.
1: You know LL's coming with something. He's been waiting. So, um, okay, I'm going to get you guys out of here on this. If you could put one artist in the rock hall and remove one artist from the rock hall, <laughs> whoa, whoa. Um, who would you pick? Interesting.
0: Well, I, I have I have made it clear that I think Cool and the Gang are uh, extremely um, worthy, and for a number of reasons, it's also like we keep seeing members of that group pass away. Uh, we just lost D. Thomas, uh, who w- was in the horn section. Um, we lost Ronald Bell uh, a year ago. I think they're they should be a priority. And they have a million hits and a spanning eras from the 70s and their funk era to when they kind of made the pop, tur- the pop turn and then had more like iconic songs. And all those songs are the foundation of so much hip hop. Like, I really just think they are they are the full package and they still tour and they have like rock cred to they toured with Van Halen like they are awesome. I would put them in and I would take out Jeff Beck solo. He's already in it with the Yardbirds like he doesn't need to be in solo. Um, He's a great guitarist. He's in with the Yardbirds. That's enough. Uh, nobody knows one Jeff Beck solo song. Sorry.
2: I would put in Chaka Khan. Um, it's egregious that she is not in, especially when you start nominating people like Mary J. Blige, who is just a direct descendant of her. Uh, and then, you know, you've got Whitney in, you have Janet Jackson in, like it is, and She's just incredible and she should be put in and I've talked about it a lot on the show and I still think that I, I try to remove the people I, I notoriously forget everything about the rock hall as soon as an episode ends. Uh, that is something that I do on purpose and on accident and I'm like who do I not like Joe who would I take out
0: <laughs> like I'm you like would who? Take out the moody blues.
2: Yeah, I guess I would take out the Moody Blues. I think they're fine and they're good, but boy, did they really ruin the first induction ceremony that I watched. It was... Oh, you,
1: oh yeah, that was... Uh, they that was last. In, That was yeah.
2: weird. And it was just a brutally long... Oh, that 2018. And if I could actually just erase the 2018 induction ceremony from my <laughs> mind with the exception of the Sister Rosetta Tharp and Nina Simone inductions, then yeah. that's what I would do.
0: And also, on
1: a technicality, you could also take out Irving Azov. <gasps> Get him out of there. Wait, so 2018, that was Bon Jovi, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got the sense, of, I mean, you know, from what everybody is pretty known now that John Bon Jovi was very nervous and wanted to go early, like get it done. I, I'm assuming they probably were slotted into close that show as opposed to. Well, when they, when they, in, in the edit, in the edit.
2: Closing. Oh, yeah. No. Which we right. did I didn't watch. watch. the
1: edit because, like, that, that sermon was so terrible. I didn't want to watch it. But relive it. Yeah. <laughs> it was. Yeah.
2: I, that was my first time ever watching a ceremony and we watched the HBO, like edit of it. And it was, um, my reaction was not positive, and I do think that our show was in jeopardy <laughs> at that point. Oh, wow. Joe was trying to swear to me that like the the ceremony is the best part; it's so fun. You see a lot of cool things. The packages will sell you on why an artist is great, and the jam. Let me tell you about the jam. And then I watched the twenty eighteen ceremony, and I was like, I don't know if, if <laughs> I can continue. This. There is no
0: jam in that ceremony. It <laughs> it's a slog.
1: No, it, yeah. And imagine being there and knowing in a certain Point, you know, it's getting late. Uh, and you're waiting on the moody blues. Like, that's the thing, like you're there and you're oh like, you gosh. know what? I'm still here because the moody blues have to go. Not Pearl Jam. Not oh anybody rash. like Pearl Jam. Yeah. When Pearl Jam went, I remember people were running because you have artists coming backstage to do interviews, and somebody came back, I don't remember who, and we're all like hauling it into the video room. So we're backstage, so we can watch Pearl Jam's set. Um, live so you know and you know you're waiting on an act like that great mm-hmm. or nirvana like the nirvana year mm-hmm. went long yeah. a true oh, that headliner. tribute
2: was incredible too yeah that nirvana. Sat
1: through It's the E Street band talking for Oh my God. To get to Nirvana, would you (laughs) oh
2: yeah, wait, can I take that? Can I actually take out the E Street band? I would do that as a separate freaking induction. Absolutely not. Put them in
1: with Bruce. They'll
2: just go in with (laughs) Bruce or I don't even care. I'll just yeah, I'll just take them out as separate and put them in as um, with Bruce. And I also will erase their induction ceremony part from our collective memories. (laughs)
1: Well, listen, guys, I appreciate you taking the time to to join us here on CLE Rocks and plug it. Tell us, tell us what's oh, going yeah, on with sure. the, the podcast now, because I want people to know this podcast, you will not come away. You, you will come away from listening to Who Cares About the Rock Hall, caring as much as you ever had about the rock hall and, <laughs> and understanding why it's fun. It's exciting and it's cool. Even the debate is great. Go ahead, Joe. Plug. Yeah.
0: So, yeah, the show is called Who Cares About the Rock Hall? And you can find it uh, everywhere. You can get podcasts. The thing about the show is that we uh, have a healthy skepticism, but we do. We do. To answer the question, we do care. And we like to spotlight these artists specifically who are being inducted right now. That's what we've been spending the last few months. and We will continue to. Like We just had a great episode about Billy Preston that came out that I think is very educational Mm -hmm. and listening to that episode, you will understand why he was inducted. And and I think listening to our show, hopefully that is one of the things you will take out of it. You know, we will be covering more artists as we lead up to the induction. And then if you're interested in knowing like the nuts and bolts of like why things are happening or what might happen at the induction ceremony, I think our show is a good one to listen to because we will Mm -hmm. be covering it extensively with the experience and knowledge that most people coming into it would not have.
1: Awesome guys. Kristen, any parting, any parting shots at the Doobie brothers? (laughs) Oh
2: gosh, I'm always the mean (laughs) one. Uh, no, I, I, I can't believe how many hours of my life I have dedicated to talking about the rock hall and how I continue to do it. And I do think it is a really fun and interesting kind of discussion point and uh, a way to kind of highlight what has changed and hasn't and what we hope for in the future. I, yeah, I, I guess I, I care a bit. I'm trying.
1: <sighs> That's it for this week's episode of CLE Rocks. I'm Trey Smith. Big shout out to Kristen and Joe for joining us from Who Cares About the Rock Hall. Check out their podcast. It's amazing. Until next time.